Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. All right, welcome on in to our first episode of season four. <sighs> it's been a long break. I think it was really needed, though, but and we got a lot done during that time. We sure did. That was, you know, July 24th-ish was our last episode, I believe. Yeah, did you guys miss us or not so much? You better. Comment down kidding. below. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you. I think it's just part of our, like, routines now, so pardon the rust. We got to dust it off a little bit, but we're excited to talk about what the hell's been up for, like, the past six weeks or so. We got a lot to update you guys on. So this episode's called Right Back. That's how we kind of feel, right back at it. But we got a lot of updates. So basically this episode's just gonna be a lot of like cheer chat, just updating what's going on in the industry, what we've been up to, some yes. other things, juicy drama. I know. Do we have some juicy drama? Do we? Kinda. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll make it juicier as we go along. Yeah. What have we been up to? Well, one of the recent things we did is we went down to Yakima and we taught like a little program for the kids. We had four different classes and it was at the dance factory. Yeah, so Yakima, for people who don't know, is a city in Washington State that's over some mountain passes, about a three-hour drive from (laughs) Seattle, but such a great community of people. I fell in love with it the first time I went there for a Seahawks 12 tour type of event where we taught some routines to the kids, and so this was like our very own day dedicated to the girls of the studio and some other kids that joined us, but a lot of fun and a lot of hard work. These girls danced their butts off. And this was a lot of exercise for me. <laughs> I know, back right? in the saddle. I know, ain't that true? Like, I think I'm ready after a year of, like, gaining weight and marriage and whatnot. But I think I'm ready. Like, that sparked a... I'm ready to dance again? Yeah, a fire to just, like, get back into shape and take care of myself. And we're going to talk to some people this season about yeah. health and whatnot. Yeah, it was really fun. We taught four different classes. The last one was an adult class where Makiba <laughs> brought out a sexy routine she's been working on. And oh it's so gosh. fun. It was, like, so fun to do. Yeah, it was cool. Letting go of all those inhibitions and just... Getting sexy with it real quick. It was fun. Yeah. I'm so glad for everybody that came out and the kids were awesome and great can-do attitudes. They learned the kick line and they were just doing the most. I was really proud of them. So shout out to the Dance Factory and all the wonderful girls that we met. We will be back hopefully soon before yeah. the pass gets bad and we get stuck in the mountains. Right? Okay, we have to tell them what you had us do though, Brittany. Oh, that's on my list of what to talk about. <laughs> um, so basically from She's Got the Look episode, Mickey was kind of the hookup and started this whole thing. She does makeup, obviously. She's amazing. Hit her up. She'll do makeup for anything and everything. But she did it for my wedding mm-hmm. and she does it a lot for professional dance teams like seagulls seahawk dancers what have you but after one of our classes well actually the last class we beelined it down to gravity hill in prosser washington and let me just tell you it is the most exciting thrilling thing i've ever done in my life it was probably like a good 45 minutes drive out from yakima to prosser after my gas light went off in my car i was a little nervous (laughs) But what is Gravity Hill? It should be called Gravity Street, but what is Gravity Hill? Gravity Hill is in the middle of nowhere. It's next to this, like, haunted-looking barn. And basically, there's a start spray-painted onto the road. And you put your car in neutral, 
and you roll up this hill. It's insane. It is a street that has an incline that you don't think is a hill. I was expecting literally, Brittany, like a, a straight up like steep hill that we were going to spookily be dragged up in neutral. So you weren't impressed? Be real. I um, was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, but it looked like a street to me. If it would have been like a hill on the hillside, and it would have creeped me out for sure, but I was just expecting more of a a hill. It was a gradual hill, and very, very, I was very, impressed. Very, very there's a gravitational pull, or there's ghosts pushing you. We don't know. It's a mystery to this day. Try it out if you're ever out there. <laughs> Maybe pass, but there's wineries as well. So We also got yelled at because we were sitting there in the middle of the street, and apparently, even though there was nobody in anywhere that you could find around us. And what did he say? He said, somebody could be flying up over that hill and hit you if yeah. you're in the middle of the road. So it's okay. a hill it's because a hill. if you can't see the other side, there's some kind of incline. And we rolled up it. Okay? <laughs> Everybody should try it, says Brittany. I know. And I was all going off. I'm like, there's only a few in the world. And I Googled it. There's like a million everywhere. So, <laughs> Well, that part was very interesting, I have to say. I'm what not a part? science person. The fact that there would be places on Earth that, you know... And Prosser Washington was on that list. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, we had a very exciting action pack summer, guys. No, but yeah. that was a really cool experience. And Brittany and I have to, have to have our fun adventures. So gravity... What do we call this? Gravity Hill? It's Gravity Hill, yes. Okay. Prosser Washington. Gravity Hill out. was part of it. But I Miners did. is the best part of it because they have these burgers from heaven and... Kind of mouse watering thing about oh, it. Oh, the shakes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a really interesting one. Marshmallow and strawberry, strawberry flavored. Anyways, very good, very tasty, and a lot of fun, and we earned it. And we had the Popeye's freaking chicken sandwich. That yeah, was, we okay, did. Okay, I'm way, way more excited about Popeye's than the gravitational hill. But we did have that Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, it was bomb. I actually think it's really good. Better than Chick-fil-A, I have to say. But nothing touches the lemonade from Chick-fil-A. Nothing. Hands down. Do you remember when I got two gallons of the Chick-fil-A lemonade and buckled it into my car like little children? And then I went back and got myself a gallon because I was like, I need this. Do you know it costs more like 30 bucks a freaking gallon now? I can't believe that. It used to cost that. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Chick-fil-A. But the Popeye's chicken sandwich was bomb. It was good. What else have we been up to? Okay, <laughs> back more to like related to the podcast. Um, we were part of a radio show. That was our first time too. We were radio little virgins. Yeah, the Mike Check Show, KSER ninety point seven FM, y'all. That's a huge deal. Not AM, okay. FM. I stopped listening to the radio a long time ago, but it was I very exciting. I still listen to it. They had, like, what were those CDs everywhere? Some vinyl. <laughs> what were those CDs? What were CDs? those things? Those <laughs> ancient <laughs> devices. Way back in the day. But, um, but it was really cool. They were so nice and hosted us, and we have to get our audio up so you guys can check it out. But just wanted to hear what was going on. I think it's really cool. Other people who are outside of our world are taking interest in the stories of what we've covered very extensively last season. I had a break. I'm less argumentative and angry. So they, they were really interested in what was going on. And I think any opportunity that we can get to educate people and, and raise the level of awareness of what we go through, I think, is Yeah, and I hope they mentioned that we could be on there a few more times. So maybe we'll be like a frequent guests on the show give they them some, some feminine vibes up in there i can tell yeah 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 for didn't sure didn't smell like feet or anything but no. it was very dudish right <laughs> we added a little sprinkle of femininity yeah it was, it was nice. fun yeah but it was kind of nerve-wracking because you know we record the podcast and we 
edit, edit it down. Yes. And to, to be live, it added another element of kind of nervousness with recordings. But we might actually record live, Instagram live, like our cheer chat mm-hmm. for the season. That's something we're kind of playing around with just so that you guys can get the updates kind of real time and not have to wait for Wednesdays. And um, you can let us know if there's anything you want us to chat about. Right. Yeah, in the moment. We can kind of see what you guys are saying. And yeah, take a little pause. Chat about it. Hold, please. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pauses maybe. We'll see if that pans out, but that's exciting. No, so I'm pumped about that. We've heard you guys in the survey results of wanting to see more videos and content in that way, so we're going to try to deliver. Yeah, absolutely. We're working on our website and getting merchandise, so we're kind of like planning and styling some items, which is kind of cool. We're thinking about doing some kind of celebration for our one year in October. We might be in New Orleans celebrating. Someone's birthday. Yeah. Okay, you guys, well, it's hella early, but I'm hella pumped about it. If you do not know Coming to America, I suggest you find the movie and watch it. But my Halloween outfit this year is going to be the queen to be, the original queen on Coming to America, who walked down the aisle in this elaborate gold ensemble with this hair and its bangles and all this stuff. I'm doing the most have the dress, need to get the rest of my stuff together. But I just feel like I can't just be in Seattle when this happens. I have to be somewhere. So it might be in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating our one-year anniversary on Halloween. But That would be bomb.com. So Tell them your might... Halloween costume idea, please. Okay, so I think we've talked about it before, but I have a big fake butt. I think it may have made it into Locker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So any chance I can get to wear that is, like, super ideal for me um, because I have, like, formed hip pads in addition to the butt. And so, like, it's just like a whole ensemble, right? I'm not close to Makiba's, but oh. I want to be Cardi B in the tiger outfit from Twerk with City Girls. So I have my eye on the Amazon tiger outfit okay. bodysuit that I might pair with the butt. <laughs> And she kind of has reddish hair in that video. Okay, so perfect. So I think it's like, it'll match. I think you can And I can it wear off. flats and, you know, yeah, maybe just carry a pole. Isn't that what she said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Exactly. So that's my idea. Oh, you're going to carry a pole? Yeah, maybe I'll carry a pole. Oh, okay. she's twerking in the video on a pole, <laughs> like, you know? What are you carrying a pole for? Like a walking stick. There you go. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe just the outfit. Shit. I don't know. Oh, I was Either way. Suppressed. Good. Yeah. You guys, I'm working on myself. I am trying not to curse every single episode. Well, Whatever. it's good practice it's for radio. I know. You know I almost, oh, my God. I almost curse on the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie-daisy. Anyway, it depends on what we're talking about. But when if it doesn't call for it, I'm trying to clean up my little potty mouth. <laughs> Whatever. We'll see how long that lasts. Okay. So let's kind of dive in. Even though this whole episode is kind of cheer chat-esque. Yes. Let's get into some current events. Well, you know, back to school, it's crazy to think. Like, I'm kind of sad about it, to be honest, but summer's over. So what does that mean? Back to school. So the mom survived. It's time to drop your kids off at school. Amen to that. Amen to that. They're not home eating all your food. (laughs) But yeah, for people who are part of a team that maybe survived the summer with no responsibilities towards school, now you have to figure out how to balance all of that with your coursework and your homework and or if you have kids getting them back and ready for school yeah, while you while start getting ready for games oh my gosh. like that's craziness so it's about to be on and cracking yeah football is back so the nfl is actually gonna celebrate their 100th regular season on september 5th 
And something that I've been following kind of closely, which is surprising for me because I feel like I never keep up on the news. I'm always getting my updates from Makiba while we record. <laughs> um, but Jay-Z's partnership with the NFL, there's been so much drama with that. What do you think about it? I think Jay-Z's a businessman. I think he refused to perform in the Super Bowl last year because he was, you know, trying to show solidarity and support with Colin Kaepernick. This is before he settled his case against the NFL. So I could see why people were like, what are you doing? You know, you cross over to the other side by partnering with them in this way. But I think my perspective, what he was trying to say was like, you protest, you raise awareness about the issues. And once you get their attention, you know, who you're protesting against the NFL, what do you do at that point? What action are you going to take? What are you going? What is it that you want them to do to better the situation? And I think he was focused on what the NFL can do to really have a true social activism program in addition to this entertainment component. But basically, the NFL knew that people were going to still deny participation. Like, Rihanna didn't want to perform. There were other people who didn't want to perform for the NFL events. So I think they tried to partner with Jay-Z in a way that would make them change their mind about it. Yeah. And that part feels a little weird. Right. And their social activism campaign is called Inspire Change. Did that start with Jay-Z's getting the title of the live entertainment strategist? That's not clear because I think they did. The NFL was already doing, um, like they partnered with the Players Coalition around devoting funds from each owner that would go to the social causes that each player, you know, wanted to. Was passionate about. Yeah, so I think they had already maybe started it. So I don't know specifically if Inspire Change was part of the Jay-Z partnership or not. But I think at the end of the day, the NFL was kind of saw themselves being screwed from everything that took place with the Colin Kaepernick protest and, and just the backlash because there weren't just like Colin's detractors or whatever you want to call it that weren't watching. There were a lot of people who supported Colin Kaepernick that boycotted the NFL. So maybe them realizing these numbers aren't just a reflection of people who don't agree with him kneeling. There's also people who, out of support of him, don't participate. And they probably saw it when they couldn't get anybody to perform in the damn Super Bowl halftime right. show. Like it was a concoction of <laughs> talent. It was awful, actually. Wasn't it terrible, if I remember right, the past Super Bowl? I don't even remember it. That's why. Was it like, oh, it was like Maroon 5. 5? I mean, they're not my cup of tea, but honestly, like, I don't know how you think about what Jay Z's got planned, but September 5th, parts of the concert is going to be live streamed. It has Meek Mill and Megan Trainer mm-hmm. um, and Rhapsody. Another rapper on Oh, okay. Jay-Z's I was level. like. <laughs> I was like, don't you remember that music streaming? Wasn't it called Rhapsody? Rhapsody okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like getting confused. Like, are they partnering with them, making a comeback? I don't know Rhapsody, <laughs> to be honest. Proceeds of that concert are going to charity for social justice organizations. But yeah, so they're doing all kinds of stuff. To they like, are. So I think it's Rhapsody and some of the, the Bears and different people are trying to meet with the youth in Chicago. So I think they're trying to make this more of like a hand-in-hand, like when we have games There's going to be entertainment that... It's going to be like us, huh? Hands across America. (laughs) Ah, No, I'm kidding. I'm like, what? Hand Um, in hand. But I think they're trying to make an effort to try to make a connection with the communities that may have been impacted by the very thing that Colin Kaepernick was protesting. But, you know, they have these components like songs of the season that are supposed to be inspirational songs. I don't know how that's going to go. But then they're having a visual album of Super Bowl halftime shows that'll be produced... That's kind of weird, too. But that might be neat to see, like, a a history of all the Super Bowl halftime performances of some sort. And then a Beyond the Field, it's like a platform that players can basically have a way to share about the things that they're passionate about, whether it's podcasts or playlists. Okay. And then a clothing line. But they've been very active in this space, so it's not a surprise to me that they would be wanting to step up to the plate to, you know, somewhat partner with an organization that's 
trying to make a difference, like they fucked up. Like even, I mean, I work at Starbucks, right? Like we keep fucking up. I, ooh, I, here I am cursing. But I work at Starbucks and they had the incident in Philly. Like corporations get into trouble and they find themselves in a little PR mess. And there's only one way to try to work yourself out of it. Sometimes you try to partner with someone that'll help at least get people to want to listen to what you have to say. You have to show good faith that you're trying to make a difference and correct the issue. I think that's the space the NFL is in. And, you know, I read some articles that made good points about Colin because everybody who's playing in the NFL is taking money from the devil, so to speak, if you want to call it that, or the enemy. Colin settled his case and got his money from the NFL. It isn't great that he's not on a team, but... He made his deal as well. So like anybody else who's making a deal with the NFL in a partnership or otherwise, I mean, it's money. So I don't think you can really knock him. But it's just really interesting. I can't speak to his character and what he's looking to do with it. It might have been just a purely business move on his part. But I'd like to see what he does with it. That'd be like us. Let's just draw it here. Like if we're trying to raise awareness as to, you know, all the stuff that was in the Time article and we're trying to help people understand what our mission is, and then we get their attention, and then we don't have any game plan as to how we want to engage with them to do things different moving forward. Like, that's having no action plan. So I think Jay-Z is trying to implement an action plan with the NFL. Like, you got your attention, you want to change things, you want to make it right, here's what you need to do to do that. And we'll just see if a clothing line and some CDs and... Um, Megan Trainer. <laughs> All about inspires that Inspires change. That page. Yeah, we'll have to see. That's an interesting lineup, though. Megan Trainer does bring it, though. She performed, what the hell was it, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders um, for, like, the, one of the holiday games. I thought she did a great job. I'm yeah. team Megan Trainer. Maybe it's all the Junior Seagull stuff that I've done. No, it's just a little, like, out of left field. It's just, like, yeah. a little, like, uh, that's Millen, random. Meek Mill and Megan Trainer don't sound like they would be together. Right, and some Rhapsody person that I've never heard of, exactly. you know, that I thought it was, like, a music streaming, you know, company, <laughs> so... I'm way out of the loop, but, you know, I'm excited. I'm going to watch the concert, what I can, and try to support and just kind of keep you guys updated. Yeah. So I we'll mean, see. we'll see, NFL. So in other dance-related news, Good Morning America's and Flea Market Flip, <laughs> I had to inform Makiba of, uh, Laura Spencer got some backlash as well with shaming Prince George having to take ballet for yeah. part of his schooling. I definitely think it wasn't okay. To me, I felt like the crowd around her initiated the laughing before she was even making a comment. Yeah. We watched it, so it was just kind of interesting. I don't think she writes her own segments either, necessarily, but maybe it was scripted that way, or I don't know if she, like, went off script, but there was laughter around it, and she's like, we'll see how long that lasts. I'm sure everybody's heard about it, but there was a huge protest in Times Square where they took a ballet class Travis Wall and other dancers I forget which production it was but they were trying to show solidarity that boys dance too and that this is the kind of ridicule and shaming that discourages a lot of boys from participating and I just thought it was really relevant to what we've been talking about because you know there's a lot of guys that are out there now for these NFL teams NBA as well where they're mixing them to be co-ed and so it should be a welcome environment for everybody and hopefully we beat the dead horse to a pulp that sounds really bad (laughs) But hopefully people have gotten our message and just that we definitely support all dancers. I think it's just the way that they've been integrated into our space that we felt hasn't been the best method of doing so. But, you know, my son dances. If he wanted to have opportunities in dance, I wouldn't want him to be ridiculed for it. And thankfully, he's got a very strong temperament because he hasn't let it phase him one way or the other that he likes to dance. And He's amazing, too. You should never feel you. shamed. Yeah. And I hope that her comment didn't shame any guys. 
ballet was started by men doing yeah. it. So just that alone. But, you know, honestly, I have to say I wish that we got the same kind of outrage and people, why didn't all the NFL cheerleaders, you know, storm good morning America or whatever and yeah. say, like, what's happening to us isn't okay. You know, right. there can be kind of a give and take in terms of being co-ed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's kind of like that our main message is like, right. that again, why nice. don't all the boys get the highlight and, like, the outcry and the outrage of people not even making a comment about him taking a ballet class. They're basically saying he's a little kid who probably doesn't want to be doing certain things and right. is forced to because it's part of his schooling. Like, right. People got offended, I think, way more than they should have. I think it definitely took off. Lara Spencer just seems like, you know, she's your girl next door. She's on Good Morning America. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think she would ever offend anyone intentionally. But I'm really glad that they definitely showed their support and hashtag boys dance too is awesome. Like, I'm yeah. not downplaying that either. But right, right, it just right. would be nice if, like, mm-hmm. women could finally get... Right. Well, there was like that. We saw like some other articles where they were talking about it'd be nice while we have the spotlight to draw attention to so many other issues that happen in dance to like marginalized people that never get this type of attention. And just because someone said something about males, like now all of a sudden it's a big deal. I mean, there is a lot of commentary like that out there, too, where it's just like it's sad that it takes something like this to bring issues of the dance community to the forefront. And I know you're not supposed to like muddy the waters with things that aren't really on topic, but it is interesting to see what would draw so much outrage. But this is like outrage culture where everybody's outraged over Yeah, and it started everything. with the Starbucks holiday cups a few years back, okay? <laughs> so we should blame Starbucks. Oh, my gosh, when they <laughs> no, changed it. Yes, oh, my goodness. It never ends. But some things that were just interesting, and we definitely related to our world, not maybe square on, but I think a lot of these things just touch on. Well, let's touch on it. Touch on it. Let's touch on it. <laughs> The NHL, they're they're going through it too right now. They it's a tough are, time. They are. And we have to say that I tried to go into my little social media crap talking ways just really to kind of educate myself as how they were packaging the changes that were happening with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Thankfully, somebody tagged us in a post, but things definitely didn't seem to be handled in the right manner. And it sounded very, very familiar, obviously, with what happened in the NBA. But went on the Facebook page just to see how they made the announcement, what the comments were like, and there were some very, very vocal people. I don't know if they were on the team. Actually, some did identify themselves with being on the the former Lightning Girls, but they went to a co-ed hype squad. It wasn't an area code crew, you know, named that way. It was like Bolt Crew or something. Well, it's a crew, so I guess it's the same thing. But we haven't heard from a lot of the cheerleaders in the hockey space, and we would love to hear your stories and understand how these changes are happening. I mean, they sound very cookie-cutter. But I thought it was interesting, the little clip that I showed you of how they describe the change. This is for the Washington Capitals hockey team. They emailed everybody and explained this change in direction that they were taking. But it's just really mind-blowing, like, the, the perception that these front offices have of cheerleaders and what they represent. And then when they present this idea of a new co-ed crew, they talk about it like it's going to be doing something so different. And it's like, that's what we were doing. But Okay, so in front of me, I have the all-caps crew team duties, one of which it says subscribe to Pro Cheerleading Podcast on all <laughs> platforms. And then it goes to say... The all caps crew primary focus will now be an interpersonal communication with fans, which will be vastly more important than appearing on camera or hyping the crowd during gameplay. Okay. Execution (laughs) of in-game promos on ice games, handling contestants and participation in special ceremonies will still be a component of the job as will attending select external MSE events. 
but items traditionally associated with cheerleading are no longer part of the job description, meaning dancing, so what are you going to be doing, choreography, again, what, the use of palms, the need for glamorized hair and makeup, and the use of form-fitting uniforms are all going by the wayside permanently. I don't like that sentence. Me neither. The next one is even more gross. It says the team will be more functional than it is showy in an effort to A, form a deeper connection with the fan base, and B, become more integral to the nuts and bolts of the in-game show. Boom, Akiva. I could not say that last (laughs) sentence, and it was the one that I was most upset about. Well, I mean... I just don't get why looking beautiful affects that at all. Who cares if I want to have glamorized hair and makeup? Right. Like, as... It's a just, lot of teams don't even pay for that, so it's not even like it's cutting from, you know, taking from the budget or what have you. I just think it totally adds an aspect to the show. You wouldn't say that Beyonce dancers are distracting because they're beautiful. You know, yeah. that adds to the whole production value of a show. You're performers. Everybody right. puts on glamorized hair and makeup for a performance. I just hope they understand how fans are going to be moved or not moved. Like, I just don't understand this idea of, Fan interaction. The fans don't want to necessarily interact. They want to interact with the players. True. Newsflash, they want to interact with the players. They don't necessarily want to interact their ass off with an interactive crew, hype crew, people jumping on them as soon as you come in the door. They like free stuff when you throw a T-shirt out in the sand and they get it. And they like... (laughs) I like my free stuff too. I won't clobber anybody for it. But they like free stuff and they like interaction with players. Sure. And they used to like interaction with the dancers as an extension of that team because you looked like somebody special. You had shiny outfits. It's not just because they were so-called like form-fitting. Like it's just you didn't look like the average everyday Joe Schmo. So like, we'd love to talk to you guys about what happened, what you're experiencing. I mean, is a hype crew, interactive crew, like really that impressive for fans, like I personally don't want to be hyped up. Like the game hypes me up, not this well. When hype. it's forced, it's even more awkward. I think yeah. when people are like, "Yeah, let's," you're not just gonna instantly be all excited because someone's in your face telling you to do things. Yeah, like you can barely get people to sign up for like a survey or like sign up for a mailing list or whatever. Like all the boosts that you see on a concourse of people trying to get people to do stuff. Leave me alone. Like I try to be nice, but I don't want to be approached like that. It'll just be really interesting to see how these interactive crews are actually successful or not. Because I know when, in researching hockey, each team is so different. They may have like a co-ed hype crew. They may just have a co-ed ice shoveling crew. I'm trying to get my hockey terminology <laughs> together. But for that game day experience, like what we experienced in Portland was cool. They didn't clean the ice, the, sh- the shabone. What do we call it? Shabone? <laughs> what was that machine called? Shabone. Shabone. Shamoni? That's not Shamoni. I liked it because it sounded like Michael Jackson. Like, jam on it. Shamon. Anyway, the point. Shaboni. I don't think it's. It wasn't called Shaboni? No. Shamoni? No. (laughs) Anyway. Zamboni. There we go. Damn it. Okay. The Zamboni. Zamboni. That Mm -hmm. thing. That's probably even wrong. (laughs) Let me look it up. So either the teams had like, you know, a crew, whether it would be co-ed or not, that would clean the ice. They had a Zamboni, whatever it's called. Or they actually had traditional dancers, but... Zamboni. All right. Ice resurfacer. Thank you. You're welcome. We're learning, but that's why we need you guys to reach out to us and educate us and help us understand what you guys deal with. We want to really cover all sports, but seeing that your teams are going away is also very sad. And We're here. Yeah. You know, we're here for you guys, too. And we want to cover it just as much as we cover 
all the other issues in the other teams and sports. So hit us up, you know, on the record, off the record, wherever you feel comfortable. Yeah. But it helps us understand and, and draw attention to it the best that we can. I did see an overwhelming amount of support for those ladies as well. Like, I mean, it's the same thing. They keep saying, like, my daughters come to the games because they see dancers out there that they can identify with. So they're really ruining a good thing, frankly. Damn it. See, here I am getting, I'm not getting that mad. I'm just saying, let us know. Talk to us. Well, it just takes people to kind of uproar, like, the ballet comment. Yeah. To make change or make them realize that maybe they are making a bad decision. And when people just stay quiet or, you know, just have rude things to say when they're not even involved in it in any way. They just want to be a troll on the internet. Yeah. You know, I just don't get why people spend so much energy in a negative way than positive. Shout out to whoever it was in the Facebook page. There were two or three women that were just speaking up, shutting it down, making excellent points. Like, I felt like it wasn't much for me to chime in and say. It was just, like, liking the comments and trying to show support. But I think, you know, to your point, it's really just a matter of trying to be vocal and show that there are ramifications to it all and then just kind of protecting our our opportunities are disappearing. So just want to give another shout-out for the Time Magazine article because – when it came out, you know, there's still some radio appearances that the writer's appearing on. I think we keep the dialogue going as much as we can. I think people are actually responding to it in a way like, oh, I never would have thought about that. And it's like, yes, please do. Yeah, I think we noticed that when we were on the radio show here recently. Is I think we kind of made the hosts passionate about it because they had no idea. Right. And that's kind of what you're saying is like just spreading the word and letting people know that it's a problem and an issue and how they can support. Yeah. Um, even if it is just commenting or liking certain comments on social media. I mean, that's kind of all we have right now. Yeah. And sharing the article that we were part of as well. Mm-hmm. So keep it up and let's do what we can before it starts spreading other places. And yeah, let's go see. viral with this issue. Please, and thank you. Where are we? <laughs> well, so there's been a few updates in terms of auditions, if we want to talk about that, for the NBA. Yeah, well, let's just start with our little neighbors down south in Portland. They had their auditions during the break, and one of the former Seagull dancers, Callie, she made the team. Her sister was on it previously. They're such a great team, and... I missed watching their finals performance. I was kind of bummed about it, their final showcase, but they're already at work dancing with Oscar Hernandez and just already, yeah, killing it as usual. And then Lindsay retired. Yeah. Yeah, I loved her. She was like on it for so many years, I think like seven, but she was a captain and just like such a natural leader and just so nice and welcoming to us when we visited. So that's sad, but you know, you do kind of sometimes feel the need to move on yeah so, but or just good get for a breather because that's a lot of time commitment and you miss out a little bit on some life events yeah. and travel and fun things it, it's just such a time commitment so we wish her all the best and maybe she can come talk to us yeah to interview us. here That'd i be know awesome. i asked her she acted all shy about it but <laughs> we'll follow up with you Lindsay. no I'm kidding and, and another fan of the podcast jasmine from the washington wizards is now an atlanta hawks dancer yes she is so happy for her we knew she was gonna make it yeah i was following her during auditions but it's like you got you it you got it you got yeah. it she's so perfect yeah there's been some grueling um auditions and from the looks of it, they form their teams. I thought it was cool that the Clippers are forming a co-ed hip-hop team that's separate from their Clippers dancers called the Clip City Crew. It's nice to see the NBA teams kind of doing a separate squad approach. But can I ask something? It's a little too late. But can we, like, drop the crew already? <laughs> like, I'm a little bit over that. Can you get more creative with, like, your team name and... Something, right? Yeah, I wanted us to be called the Hip Hawks. 
And you said, hell no. But oh. <laughs> no, that is bad and cheesy. Is, but I'm just yeah. saying, like. Well, something other than crew. Yeah. I just wish whatever, like, presentation somebody gave, like, this is the new wave of game day entertainment. Imagine, like, a hip-hop-based co-ed crew. 206 crew. Like, whoever pitched this, I think everybody, like, was like, yeah, but it's so generic now. They all sound the same. Every team's doing the same thing, pretty much. It's just the worst idea to jump on that big of a bandwagon, in my opinion. It's so played out. Yeah, just get a little bit more creative. It's bad. It's just bad. And you had a name that actually probably had some form of, like, value as a trademark, and now it's just so generic. It's so basic, but, you know. It is basic. It's so basic. But anyway, let's move on to the NFL because we're going to get to the part that we really, really want to talk about, I think, which is football. We've had some preseason games. <sighs> but before, we have to talk about the Dallas Mavs, the entertainment squad. That There's still been no news about that. Oh, that's true. They never said anything about this, you know, Dallas Got Talent auditions process that they wanted to hold to find comedians and ventriloquists and magicians. They only have the chubby guys, maniacs. Yeah. Literally, there's no information on their page whatsoever about the auditions that they held. The page for the Mavs dancers that was up for Hella is now gone. It's like the page is, does not exist anymore. So either they're about to unveil what the hell they've been up to, or it's just been really, really hush-hush. Maybe or they're just banking hush-hush. on the maniacs. <laughs> the official dance team of the freaking Dallas Mavs that's is the fine. maniacs. You know, that's fine if that's what you want to represent you everywhere fully, you know, go yeah. for it. I don't know, but the dancing dads from Cleveland haven't really seen what team was formed based on that. I mean, what's that really old photo shoot going to look like? It's just so cheesy. Like, really, what are we really doing? But from the looks of it, the teams have been a little hush-hush as to what direction they ended up going with all of this. But except that, what, 916 crew. Oh, yeah. Where are they even from? I don't even know. <laughs> no, you got to get these area codes, I right? Can't, I, I can't know, keep right? up with it. The 916, I believe, was, if I'm even saying that right, that was the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought that's what it was. Yeah. Just based off the Ludacris song, area codes. He mentioned I that one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making that up. <laughs> no, but I think they did a little bit of posting around their auditions. But what we observed was definitely, I would say, not the kind of polish that I'm looking to see out there on the court. But, you know, it just we'll seemed, see. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, downplay well, I kind of am because it's shitty what they did. But that, like, if you're going to replace a team with, like, this crew and stuff, you should, like, bam, like, announce it and make it, like, this is what we've always needed and there's nothing else better than this. Yeah. But it seems like they're almost like, we've created a new team. <laughs> Don't notice. Sliding it's like, under the radar. Yeah, yeah, at least, like, celebrate the new team and, like, get their names out there so people get more comfortable with the fact that they are the replacement. Yeah. You know, but maybe so. they're really seeing that they don't have their stuff together enough to even make a big splash like that. Right. Like when you see how much hard work goes into, I mean, cause you're just gathering a bunch of people from Lord knows what backgrounds and then you're smacking them together to have this team, especially if you want like a variety of skill levels, like maybe somebody can do this b-boy move but they can't just do something simple over here like a I don't know what you would want to make them do but maybe they're really seeing the various levels of talent and they're really struggling with trying to make it look cohesive or figuring out how to do choreography that plays to everybody's strengths and weaknesses I mean that's probably they probably don't look good yet well they probably shouldn't have like replaced the team then they should have just said hey we're no longer having you guys sorry bye whatever the asshole move but don't do the slap across the face by replacing them with something really lackluster. Yeah, but it's like, sure. we could have done that and, and better. better. So exactly. why did you replace us with this team? No, I think you're absolutely right. It's just I, weird. It's Well, it's something that should have, especially for a new team, you might want to keep what was actually intact and working and professional and polished. 
and then develop this new team, you know, at the same time. Because if you have someone that can work with the very established answers and know what to expect, know the, know the rigor, know the expectations, and then you have this new team that doesn't know any of this stuff, but is going to work through it and maybe get better gradually. But I'm, I'm guessing they don't really have anything to brag about yet. Yeah. People who are making these teams are dancers as well, and yeah. it's an opportunity for them that maybe they didn't consider until this came around. True. Um, it fits more of their style or whatever. So I don't mean to say that. I just, obviously, I'm maybe still a little heated about the it's way nice they were removed. Not me. I'm like, yes, listen. Well, I don't want to talk shit, but, you know, if you can, reach out to us as well. Like, we would love to hear how the team is doing. Again, off the record, if you can't really speak out. And maybe women who were on those teams that did audition and made the new team, if you want to share what that experience Just is kind of like. an update. An update. Like, it's, it's different, but it's, it's not too bad. It's fun. I'm, I'm doing more of the style that I really, really love. And so we're open to different perspectives. I think that's the main thing. It's like we recognize that it is new opportunities for people. Maybe people want to do only hip-hop and not do the same type of dance style that, you know, NBA dancers are typically... They're not even typically. I think they're so diverse that they're not typically known for a particular style. But we recognize that this creates new opportunities and it's exciting. And gosh, that's one thing in the comments. You can just see that people are so pumped that people are getting a chance to see how talented they are. So, yeah, I think maybe that stem that comment stemmed from the Mavericks just because they seemed so disrespectful to the team and how they removed them. And then for them to not even have like back up their claims of having some. Dallas got talent situation mm-hmm. and it's like where is all that you spoke you big sp- game but you didn't prove it exactly where, back where it are up. they where, where are, are you mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> we're doing our favorite meme, meme. <laughs> but, but it just doesn't make sense yeah. it's just so frustrating it's disappointing but teams who are in the thick of their season it's just now popping off the NFL so their teams are formed and yes. We got a lot of updates in terms of that because we've been to two preseason games already. So the Seahawks, yep. Yep. So, but first, before we started recording, Makiba was showing me the Miami Dolphins cheerleaders audition craziness on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can source it anywhere else, but they basically had like a little making the team, the grind. Yeah. I'm Which, just... sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. They, I think they stole from Washington Redskins. The grit? Yeah, the grit and grace. Yeah. And now this is called the grind, making the team. It's yeah. like, okay, you totally took Washington Redskins cheerleaders and then DCC and, like, made your own little tagline show. Blind. Oh, you're right. Right? But I couldn't figure out for the life of me, like, what didn't really rub me the right way about it. I mean, we all love the making the team stories, but we noticed when we were talking about Click episode, there was no information about the Miami Dolphins team that they selected. It was all, like, coming soon, work in progress. And so we was trying to figure out, like, what's going on? But they had a three-month-long boot camp. And I just feel like that's, like, lightweight torture. Like, I don't understand. If they've always done this, like, please let us know. It just seemed very, you know, for the camera. This whole, like, making the team you already got the dcc tv show that's obviously out there for everybody to consume to see how rigorous an auditions process can be we i think everybody would agree that that's probably the most rigorous but three months just sounded excessive to me and you know just hearing about their super super high standard and really pushing everybody to get there before the season starts before a team has been announced just seems so wrong to me why does it feel so wrong I don't know, but I also left a bad taste in my mouth as well because it sounded like they made multiple cuts, but we're really cramming in a lot of choreography, like, right at the start, and then, you know, 
asking the girls to perform them and they were practicing and going through all this and it's like they're making cuts towards the end it's like you're gonna have a bring it on moment where girls in the stands are doing it because they learned all of your choreography it just seemed kind of interesting oh, just from, for people who didn't make it yeah so whatever the <laughs> they're gonna show up there and be like doing it their own squad oh my gosh but well they did say that they announced their cut dates they were very well advertised so everybody knew when they had to have their stuff together by mm-hmm. or the way or they would get cut which is fair at least it wasn't like surprise you know it's cut night kind of like dcc yeah, where it'll be like you, you don't know. look good tonight you look like you've gained half a pound. Goodbye. I'm yeah, kidding. That's ex- being dramatic. But, but somewhat. Like, they really. can cut you kind of at any any moment. given Any moment. Yeah. So, But I just thought three months when you're not being compensated for that time, um, you have a job, maybe you've moved down there for the auditions process. But if you're there for three months before you even know that you've made the team, I just feel like it's such an ask of people. And, I, and it's not a question of whether these women want it. Like, they clearly do. But... We were listening to one of the clips where she's talking about, like, you know, giving feedback. And she's like, I just feel like you're just, you know, and this really is the nervous. Director. The director saying, you just seem really nervous. And you need to relax and kind of, like, let me see you perform. And I'm like, you're, you're freaking torturing these poor women. Like, in a way, how can they relax and enjoy what they're experiencing when they don't know that they had a spot? It's a long, grueling process. You it's know, a three-month-long interview, basically. That's a lot. I mean, I sweat through my interview clothes when I'm doing interviews, so, like... <laughs> I just thought it was that was a bit much because, you know, it's great for the team to understand who they are and kind of, like, you have a lot of a long get-to-know-someone process, but, you know, at a certain point, you just got to understand what they're giving up without compensation, perhaps, to actually invest in that kind of a role and then like we know how it is when you front load a lot of career it's not that you don't learn throughout the rest of the season but if you learn that much choreography that you're pounding down their throats over those three months like what are you working on during the rest of the season like these should be the shortest practices in the whole NFL because you know everything you learn all the dances and now it's just a matter of setting things or walkthroughs but I just don't understand like getting to that point of perfection before the season even starts like maybe that's what people aim for with some of these training camps but three month long process sounds really excessive to get to that point right when after a few weeks you probably have a good feel of their talent what they can handle their personality like I think a few weeks is good and then they could have just followed them through basically like preparing for the season I don't know why it had to be like we have three month long auditions and it's almost like a competition within the cheerleading teams to have like the most crazy intense audition process exactly that's what I picked up. It's yeah. just like, who are we really, what is this even really about? Because if you beat people down so much, like granted, they're all like super pumped once they make it. But again, I'm kind of like, what do you devote your energy to after you make it? If you've learned all this choreography and like, what else is there to really work on? I mean, and you're also doing all this stuff before there's a game. So you're dancing in a studio. You're not performing for people other than the, the director and the coaches staring at you in a dance studio. And you're trying not to look nervous. And you try not to look tired. I just felt so bad for the ladies and everybody they they, they interviewed, their spirits looked broken as hell, didn't they? Like, it just made me want to, like, cry for them because you're on camera, you're trying to show face of, like, yeah, it's really hard and I'm just trying to, you know, make it. It's really mentally hard. Yeah, they all were speaking to that. And I just thought they have to realize that maybe there isn't the need for that level of rigor Mm -hmm. for that long of a period of time. Obviously, the women want to make the team. Yes, you can, you know, evaluate them for a period of time, but just try to be fair, man. Dang. Yeah. You're not getting paid, but it's also kind of like a free training camp, honestly. If you make it through towards the end but don't make the Miami Dolphins, 
I think you could honestly take what you learned from that and True. apply it to any other audition and probably like make it because it'll seem like easy peasy a weekend audition versus a three month long thing. But then if you think about your commitment over those three months, you're missing out on all NBA auditions for the most part because you're up True. here trying to make it happen. But I mean, granted, no audition process is easy and it shouldn't be. You want to test people's work ethic, but you know, you want to test how long, how quickly people pick up choreography. I get it, but. Well, damn, how, how quickly do they need to pick it up when you've taught them everything for the whole entire season, you know? Right. Clearly. Anyway. Craziness. It was a little crazy. It stressed me out. Check it out. We'll link it below. I could see them going through that if they get beginners. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. you really want to get them up to par. But Like a rookie camp or something. Yeah. But you've already made the team. It's just kind of like, let's get you up some to speed, finesse, you know? And, yeah. Ugh. Stressful. I was stressed watching that. Yeah, I don't know. And the comments were like, wow, amazing, so inspiring. And I'm like, really? I have anxiety watching this. Yeah, like, I I'm just, stressed out. I'm, I'm frowned up thinking about it. But Yeah. <sighs> In other news, <laughs> more positive, <laughs> the LA Rams, I swear, they just be killing it already. Traveling all over the world. And just like their choreography and stuff. And I don't know. I just feel like they're totally, maybe they have mostly veterans on their team. Mm. I'll have to listen back to click. But they just seem totally, they got everybody up to speed really quick. Yeah. Everybody seems like they've been doing this for years on end. And it was preseason games. Just watching a lot of the preseason videos from teams, like the Rams definitely were killing it. I thought the Arizona Cardinals looked really good. I mean, you know, we're calling it out. We won't link everything below. But, you know, they people have posted videos of their preseason. Like, obviously, the Redskins looked pretty fun. I love watching squads perform out on the 20-yard line or the numbers where they're, you know, like the smaller squads where you can kind Same. of appreciate the choreography. So I saw some cute stuff from the Raiders. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cute, cute, cute routine. From Johnny, right? Yeah. She choreographed course. a few mm-hmm. of them. But it just looks, everybody looked really clean and sharp. I was pretty impressed. Like the pre- I mean, preseason usually is not like we look like crap. The team does, but not <laughs> not us. But yeah, there's still an air of like we're figuring it out. And right. I feel like a lot of these teams that was zero. Mm-hmm. Like they totally brought it and looked so clean and amazing. Yeah. Honestly, so, and everybody's had their juniors job. games, and you can really see that they've expanded these juniors programs like big time. The Colts ended up having like a family member from the junior Colts cheerleaders do part of the dance routine with oh, them. Cool. It's like we are family and so you'd see like grandma looking people and you know parents or whatever and so. And they had like mini outfits. Literally like the new uniform. Right. Looks it's way cuter cute. on the kids. I mean it's like head to toe the same outfit. How much yeah. money do they give their program? I don't know. Whew. Like seriously they must be very well funded and if, from what I remember yes from researching. <laughs> yes they are. I mean they just seem like they have a lot of organizational support. I think it's part of their business plan you know mm-hmm. what they do to have these cheer programs for kids to participate in because you get a pretty penny for each kid. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. And how are the guys doing? There's tons of guys on the teams. There's the Patriots, Eagles, Bucks, the Saints. Yeah. uh, Rams, obviously. I just find it interesting the way that other teams have integrated guys. Right. Um, There's only one male cheerleader on the Tampa Bay Bucks, and he's, you know, using pom-poms with the rest of the squad. Um, the Patriots dancers are also using pom-poms. I just find it really interesting when males are added to an established female team and you're not changing the style of it or anything. It's just kind of like you're one of us and versus the Rams where they, I think the guys wanted to like not dance with pom-poms. But I just think it's really interesting to see how it all plays out. I'm hoping they're having a positive experience and good reception from fans. I don't think they would ever talk about it, but if you want to, 
Hit us up. We would love to, you know, hear about your perspectives and if it's what you imagine it to be. It seems like all positive, good vibes. So let's hope. Yeah. The Patriots had their calendar. Did you see? Yeah, it was very. Um, it seemed very sponsored too. Like oh sponsored the house. Yeah. Like you walked in and like the girls were wearing like carnival outfits from the Caribbean butterfly unitards literally but it was are. like fitness it was like fitness mixed with samba girl 80s fitness with butterfly samba Victoria's Secret Saint wings Lucia. model yeah <laughs> it was a little bizarre I'm not gonna lie it threw me off big time but they did like a fitness calendar so it was a lot of I don't understand why somebody would want to buy a fitness calendar. Once you guys donate to Patreon, we'll keep buying these calendars and figure (laughs) out what other teams have done. Because I think people are definitely trying to do their calendars differently and showcasing more lifestyle. I know the Denver Broncos cheerleaders mentioned that in their calendar. It's supposed to be more lifestyle shots and stuff like that. So, But a fitness one would be, like, seriously redundant to me. And why be in St. Lucia, like, in all beautiful places? Sponsored. Working out. So when you go to these, you know, unveilings, they're probably like, sign up for a timeshare. And yeah. you're like, fuck, oh my God, get me out of here. I'll buy a calendar if you don't make me sign up for a timeshare. That's mean, but I don't know. It just, it is getting a little cuckoo crazy. Yeah. Well, we might as well end with a subject near and dear to our hearts. We went to the Seahawks games. I went to the first preseason game. And then both you and I went to the second one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're here to just share our observations. You know, this is near and dear to us, obviously, because we were seagulls. And yeah. we know what... And this is just our opinions. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't come for us. Um, but I tried to enjoy the games as just a fan who's absorbing the change without having any prior history with seagulls, Right. And then I tried to, the second game, I was like, no, I'm going to wear my former Seagull hat and then just really see, is this better than what we did out there? And I think I had a different reaction for each game. Okay, go for it. Oh, I thought you were going to go first. Uh, First game, you know, I was sitting in a section pretty close to the field. And, you know, I was trying to, like, sense the reaction of the crowd, but everybody was so confused. Like, why did they change it? Like, that was all we kept hearing was, what are they doing? Or why did they change it to that? It wasn't like a hell no, I don't like, but they were very like, eh? you know, yeah, that surprise, phase, surprise, but not in a good way, not in a bad way. It's just like you changed my order or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe somebody changing, this sounds, this is probably a terrible example, but like changing from cheddar cheese to like a slice of mozzarella, like on your favorite sandwich. And you're like, this is different. It's just a head tilt. Like, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not cheddar. It. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those kind of reactions and... You know, for it being the first preseason game, like, I kind of felt like they were definitely working out kinks because for everybody who doesn't know, you know, the Seahawks have done away with the Seagulls dance program. I don't know if that's a safe way of saying it, but the Seagulls no longer exist as we, Brittany and I, dance all-female, you know, dance team with a certain style of choreography that's kind of typical NFL, whatever. They're moving more in the direction of a dance team that's co-ed, and so they have eight male dancers and then two male dancers that kind of specialize in hip-hop along with two female dancers that they also added to the team that have a background in hip-hop. And so it's the fusion, basically, of what you would probably think of as a, like a hip-hop crew and a fell cheerleading squad and like merging them together to form the Seahawks dancers. And so I think 
based on the, that fusion and what that really looks like, it's a little muddled. I think it was a little disconnected for me the first time around, understanding like what's the new thing that we're putting out for the fans. And I think that um, you saw a different, uh, like a variety of skills and styles, but cohesively as one team, I couldn't figure out what, what was being packaged, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. That was my first game reaction. What was your first game reaction since the second game was your first game? Well, it was raining, and the weather oh, was God. horrible, and it's horrible. like, hello, it's summer still, kind of. Like, yeah, why is it thanks. raining? Yeah. Um, but I have to agree, I was really happy with the first game because it was their juniors program game, mm-hmm. and I was so happy to see that they had junior boys. boys. Yeah. So they, like, totally killed it, and they looked like they were having so much fun. That was um, really cool. That was so cool to see that being incorporated. Um, but I have to agree. I just feel like it's very disjointed and it's almost like an identity crisis because they're supposed to be a hip hop team, as I know. But that's the part that's not clear. 100% clear. Well, I, I mean, they added hip hop dancers, so you thought it was going in like a hip hop. And their attire kind of reads more hip hop slash, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, I've seen them dance so far. There's only been two home games, but they've danced to, like, Cardi B. They've danced to, like, country songs, Whitney Houston, a lot of throwback songs. And it just seems very mixed up. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't really know exactly what they're trying to hit. And I think that this year is going to be a lot of that. And maybe next year, once they have it more cemented of which direction they want to go, mm-hmm. we're going to see even more changes, I think. Yeah. And maybe that's the intent, is to actually provide this ver- wide variety. I just think it's confusing because there's so many things changing at once. You know, the look is changing. You know, the dance style is changing. The fact that it's co-ed is changing. So I think when you take all that into consideration and then you have such a wide variety of the types of performances that you'll see, that's the part that makes it, like, off-putting for a fan to watch when you're kind of like, what are they doing or who are they really? Mm-hmm. And so... I think that's the part because we had such a strong identity as Seagulls, it makes it more jarring because you're like, we knew what we were delivering every game. And maybe it needed to change up game to game. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, you know, well, we know what to expect from the Seagulls. Here they're going to come and do this and do that. Okay, but DCC does the same come out every single game. They've True. been doing it since I don't know when, forever. True. So it's like, that's not really, I don't think it, that people are, you know, upset with like, oh, same, same. But I think that our old uniforms were very, like, we don't have to be one-dimensional, but they were eye-catching, and then we danced whatever form we wanted to, hip-hop, jazz, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think when they're dressed as hip-hop dancers... Yeah. And it was so cool, the the come out, some girls did some tumbling. Yeah, that was Like, that was amazing, because... Well, first in a while that I've seen. Yeah, because it's hard to do that in the boots. Um, But now they're in tennis shoes, mostly. It's just weird, it's just a disconnect. Yeah. They don't need to be one-dimensional, but they're dressed as But seeing all these multidimensional aspects, and then attire that may not match it makes it... There needs to be a thread that is a continuum that makes it it. make sense. Exactly. And I I think that they should have kept like some sort of seagull program and just added rhythm blue like Mm -hmm. they're a separate team from the it could have done that and then it was like the hip-hop crew yeah what we might see if i were to predict where this is all going for the teams that have like that did keep their traditional team and then added a male thing and let's say they have like an older people team and then you got the kids team like if you see that you have this huge entertainment team mess not mess but just so many teams and you want to consolidate then I think what we would see is probably the all-female team and this all-male team eventually become co-ed. But at least at that point, you have set identities for this 
male hip-hop component and then you know more of how you want to kind of combine them but because it's also new I just think it's going to be a lot of kind of figuring out and sorting out what to maybe keep from seagulls or maybe what you want to help create an identity for the guys because I think and it's not just the guys you know there was there's a couple female hip-hop dancers but I think just getting that identity together or just realizing that there is that disconnect with the fans of like how you're presenting these new Seahawks dancers maybe it's like the we do it all you know didn't you guys used to say that on show group wasn't that like a thing with you guys? yeah because but that's, I think it's a little different because, like, we had themed outfits and sets. Uh, so it'd be like, here's a country set. We have a cowboy hat and boots and, right. you know, a bandana. And then we're doing burlesque in kind of a flapper style, you know, right, outfit. Right. So the different styles matched a theme. Yeah. And I think that maybe is what's disconnected for me. Mm. Yeah, because it wasn't so much like, oh, there are guys out there. I mean, I will say for me, I was a little put off by the fact that the guys are, you know, in the front of, they're the first line that you see that's closest to the fans um, in the stadiums. And so, you know, I just thought how awkward because they're rookies and they probably should be where they can kind of follow along a little bit. But other than that, I think nobody seemed to be like, why are there men out there? You know, like that was not at all the reaction. And, you know, they're doing different things, you know, what we do with the timeouts and stuff. And I love that they do something during Blue Thunder because that music would always play and we'd always just do some random stuff clap because it was hard to hear the drum line up there. But now they do like a freestyle circle and people can yeah, kind of showcase cool. their talent and their style, their style, which is it gives a little bit of individuality instead of seeing all synchronized um, routines. So I think there's a lot that they're doing that I think maybe with some adjustments can maybe be improved upon over the year but I think the second game for performances was definitely stronger than the first um, they looked great in touchdown city both times but yeah I think it's going to be just a matter of sorting through who are you really yeah but I did feel like when I did watch the second game and trying to like see is this better than what we used to do my answer was like no <laughs> and trying to be objective like did we really look that good or am I like freaking having a moment of amnesia or something but there's something that's missing in terms of the glamour and that's yeah. the part that made it sad for me was just like it's not it's the packaging of it like it's not like we are larger than life we are this bright sparkly polished shiny new you know that's what I felt like every time we touched the field was like I am somebody like these outfits are cute but I just felt like it doesn't make you stand out as like a superhero to me anymore and like that part kind of left me feeling like it wasn't better than what we did well because they are superheroes and they are amazing and they are still doing things out in the community and you know working really hard and working with the youth for the junior program and all of that stuff and I absolutely agree I mean they tend to kind of blend in with the crowd honestly I think when we wore white there's not even white in the men's uniforms, but it just made us stand out so much more. Yeah. And now, I mean, their outfits are really cool, but they they have tend, a flannel. Yeah, they have a flannel, and it just it almost looks like fans on the field. Yeah. Um. So they just they you have to really look for them, in my opinion. Yeah. They're not standing out and showing up and like that cacao kind of yeah, way. and they're totally cacao dancers. I mean, I think the team is made up of amazing dancers, and we saw that in mm-hmm. the end zone dance. It was amazing and super technical and very fast-paced, like something I could never do. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel that way, <laughs> like, but I, I think could you do could it. do it. No. But it just was like, <laughs> wow, that's an amazing routine. And because they're wearing shoes now and just like all that cool stuff. But yeah, maybe it is just the uniform. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. There's something that's missing. But I will say, too, with all of that intricate, amazing choreography, 
you just got to think about the venue again. Like, I, I just think that we had good seats where we actually got in trouble damn near for not being in the right seat the second time. But I think from up close, it'll look pretty decent. 300 level, the movements that they're doing, they're small, they're intricate. I just think it's going to be the same kind of disconnect unless you're looking at the big screen. In our stadium, frankly, it has terrible big screens, I yeah, think. Yeah, they do. Um, but I just don't know that it's always going to connect with the audience, how impressive all of that stuff really is. I think they, you know, keep with the fan favorite, ho- not even hokey stuff, but like trying to find like that sweet spot of delivering fun choreography, but also where they're really actually showcasing how, how amazing they are. But we'll be watching, like I'm definitely rooting for them. Like everybody involved, I think it's just a lot of change. Everybody's trying to manage all at one time, but you could tell they've been working hard. Uh, it's nice and refreshing to hear different songs played in our stadium, frankly, because that was, you know, we were struggling. Yeah, the yeah. music was kind always of kind dwindling. Of now it's it's a lot better. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got rained on. Welcome to our Seattle. world. Welcome yeah. to Seattle, guys. Ain't Dancing the in the rain. But we look forward to continuing to watch and see how they progress throughout the season. And everybody, for that matter, keep those videos coming of all your performances and behind the scenes. Like, love every second of that. It's hard to keep up sometimes, but dang it, that's where you feel like you're at a game. Heck yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Cool. Yeah. We didn't get in any trouble either. Well, we, no, we, no, we didn't. We got somebody else in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of sure got did. an usher in trouble for being mean to us and patting me really too hard on my back. I'm telling us to move. She has a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> I expect free tickets because of my complaints that I wrote down. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I now have to go to physical therapy to like recover. <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh, my goodness. I feel like that whole thing was like kind of a cheer chat, locker talk, so... No locker talk today, right? Do you okay. have locker talk? No. <laughs> okay, so our juicy locker talk is basically what we have coming at you for season four. Can you believe, like, we really have to pump this up. Like, we've been so excited that our list of people that we get to talk to has just been getting juicier and juicier and juicier. Who are we talking to <laughs> <laughs> this season? So many people. I mean, I'm excited for a costume designer. Who hand makes yes. them. So for the Seahawks. Yes. Yeah, for the Seahawks. I mean, and I don't know how much she's involved with the Seahawks dancers, but she definitely did the Seagulls uniforms and she is going to do an interview with us. We're so excited to have her. We're Especially so after Fresh Out the Runway episode where we like had all these opinions about everybody's uniforms. Like Right. Oh yeah, God. I want to get her take. We'll have to go through the slide with her. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Cannot wait. And then we have our very first current NFL dancer, cheerleader, Candice from Washington Redskins. She was a Pro Bowl cheerleader last year. Yes. Captain this year. Super amazing. Had a great time talking to her. Yeah. And then we had Derek Whitfield, who is the director of all the Wizards um, in Washington, D.C., all of the entertainment teams from the Wisdom, the Wizards dancers, the Wiz kids, and I think their hype crew. So he's in charge of the whole entertainment conglomerate over there and he's like the baddest choreographer there ever was so we have that interview to share with you as well super super interesting to talk to him can't wait to share that one with you guys yeah and then we also talked to jc scott super nice girl she was on dcc Mm -hmm. and she also has been involved with the rockettes so that's so cool yeah so we have that and more and just interesting topics so if you guys want to get your bids in for things you want us to cover this season Now's the time so we can slot it in, but we're excited to share with you some a little bit more behind the scenes footage and getting some real interactive, real live input from you all. Find us on Instagram, 
Pro Cheerleading Podcast. <laughs> Twitter is Pro Cheer Podcast. We are going to be trying to go as much stuff as we can and not get our stuff taken down on YouTube. But we have a YouTube channel, a Facebook page, obviously. Where else are we? We're on Patreon. We also have our website live, so check yes. that out. Keep your eyes out for merch. We'll definitely be keeping you updated on that. I'm super excited for that. Yes. I think Makiva and I have come up with some really cool ideas yeah. and really cute stuff. That's been requested many times, so definitely yes. want to do that. But Patreon, you guys, since everybody in the survey also said that they didn't know about it, but we do have a Patreon set up. And so I think when it comes to us being able to go to games and travel to come support you guys and see what you're up to. And even just buying the calendars and magazines. Literally, like, 20 bucks can go towards somebody's calendar or magazine that we can buy and be able to talk about and share with everybody. Not to discourage other people from buying stuff, but that's the only way that we can not go broke. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be like fresh off the runway. Like We'll share our first reactions and kind of go in depth with what style they're going in since so many teams are taking it in a different direction yeah so we definitely want to share that with you guys so help us out donate we'll put the link below so you can support your favorite podcast because everybody also said from the survey that they do not want ads and neither do we no frankly so that would be a way to support your girls heck yeah until next time keep keep your your eyes eyes on on the sidelines. sidelines